Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. The 10am Express. I'm your host Yasmina Peterson. For now, we're speaking about the Contractor Awards Ceremony Programming Manager at Development Action Group, also known as DAG. Zama is on the line with us this morning. Zama, good morning. Good morning and good morning to your listeners at home. How are you doing this morning? I'm fine. I'm excited. Yeah, you've it's got every yeah. you've got every right to be to tonight. You've got every right to be excited. Please tell us more about the contractors award ceremony and when it will be taking place. Okay. Uh, the award ceremony is taking place this uh, evening at five o'clock, whereby we will be celebrating uh, a milestone whereby we worked with uh, 13 emerging construction companies, some from Hot Bay, Kaili, Chakra, Fontaine, Langa, Delft, taking them through or capacitating them so that they can better understand and better position their companies during uh, COVID times, better understand how compliance how to comply in the industry, but also being in a position to tender and deliver quality projects when they get tenders from government or from public sector institutions. So I think uh, this uh, training happened under the banner of what we call a DEC Contractor and Developer Academy. Whereby we may, we saw a gap in the market and we thought, let us close the gap by making sure that these companies they will not stay as bucket builders, but they grow and become fully fledged construction companies who can, or some of them are already contributing towards job creation in the areas that they are coming from. Now, Zama, speak about the 13 emerging contractors who recently completed DAX Contractor and Developer Academy. Okay, can you repeat your question? Briefly tell us about the 13 emerging contractors who recently completed DAG's Contractor and Developer Academy. Okay, just to say, the training was done visually via Zoom. Mm-hmm. It was the first of its kind. We know everyone is struggling with Zoom, and still companies are also struggling. But I think through patience and mentoring uh, from uh, facilitators, they managed to work within Zoom. Some of those companies are in the general building field, and some are civil contractors. Uh, I think the highest grade CIDP grading is CIDP grading for which is an industry board that is called Construction Industry Development Board. Because for these companies to grow, you look at their CIDP. So we've got companies who are CIDP grading four, CIDP grading three, but the majority were CIDP grading one companies. I think mostly women contractors. And one of our challenges going forward now is to make sure that they access job opportunities, they are mentored, 
and their CITP grows. Now, you were speaking about the training program as well as the award ceremony. But what is the aim of the training program and how long was it and what was the outcome of it? Okay. The, the aim of the training program is to capacitate these construction companies. I think we started the CDA in 2017. Over the years, I think uh, since 2017, we have trained more than, I'll say, 20 contractors. The program is a six-week six program, or let me say there's six modules that we take these companies through. through. For example, occupational health and safety is one of the programs, uh, of the modules that we take them through. And I think for me... For a company to be regarded as a fully-fledged construction company, you should know how to quote, you should know how to price, you should also know how to procure materials and procure labor, and those are the things that we took these companies through. The, the training program started, I think, uh, early June, and we completed the program around uh, late August, virtually with a season facilitator who was working with these uh, construction companies. And then post, post the training, there's going to be mentorship that is going to be happening, whereby we don't just say, okay, now you are done with the training, we'll let you be. We'll continue to source work opportunities for these guys and mentor them so that they can grow their companies but also contribute to job creation. And speak about females within the this training program. Are there any females within the training program? Out of the 13 imaging construction companies that we trained, that will be celebrating the end of the training, I think are seven of those are female-owned construction companies. Mm-hmm. And the company that is said to be creating four is a female-owned construction company. Okay, wonderful. Why do you think the inclusion of female in the construction industry is visible enough? I think uh, in the past it was not, but now if you look at the emerging construction companies, we see a lot of women starting uh, construction companies. However, they don't. Have, some of them are new in the industry, hence companies like DEG and other organizations should make sure that they invest in the in the capacity building of women-owned construction companies. For example, myself, I started working with female construction companies at DEG since 2011. And when it comes to trust and delivering on quality projects, I always prefer to work with them. Now, Zama, we are speaking about females, right? And when we are speaking about a construction company or we're speaking about the construction industry, we are known for it to be a very male-dominated industry. How is women presentation in the construction industry? How is women presented within this industry? Broadly, I don't like it's still a challenge. Mm. Even within our own communities, for example, we we'll work with different development forums. In all the development forums that we work with, you'll find that the chairperson is still a male and the secretary of the forum is a female. I think it's still something that government, 
private sector organizations and NGOs should start to address. And the only way to address that is to make sure that uh, young girls are encouraged to do uh, civil engineering, uh, uh, civil engineering, and other built and built environment. Uh, uh, what is it? Qualifications mm-hmm. so that they can start to occupy different positions within the construction industry. For example, project managers, consultants, and all that. We need more females to be in to be uh, working in some of those uh, industry uh, expertise. That's wonderful. And uh, I just want to change the focus a little bit uh, with regards to, we were speaking about the women within the construction industry, but what is your view on land expropriation without compensation? Okay, I think uh, we need to be strategic. We need to be strategic when we are dealing with the uh, land expropriation without compensation. Mm. I think uh, it's a question that you will not find a one solo answer to it. Mm. I think the issues of land started long, long before the democratic government. But then the, the question that we should be asking ourselves now is, what type of land are we talking about? Are we talking about rural land? Are we talking about urban land? And then the, 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 the other question is, who should be involved in that particular debate? For example, there's a uh, publicly owned land. If, if we're talking about the city of Cape Town, there's publicly owned land that is not only owned by the Human Settlement Department, but is owned by other directorates. How do we start to bring other directorates, other departments in the debate so that we are clear to say which land are we talking about and how do we start also to align some of those discussions with with uh, the, the discussions around uh, release of state land with uh, metros. What, what are the metros planning? What are the districts planning? So it's a, it's a complicated uh, topic, but how do we start to be holistic in terms of look, looking at ways of dealing with that. Is it uh, urban land or is it agrarian land? Hmm. Do you feel that there is a shortage of land in the Western Cape to build affordable housing for the poor? Availability of land is always uh, a question. For example, if you look at uh, Cape Town and Jobek, hmm. in terms of availability of land, then there's some differences. I think that there's uh, there's the sea that is locking ourselves. But then, how do we start to start with an available, well-located pieces of land? Land that is owned by state entities. For example, if you, if you talk about Cape Town, there's vast pieces of land that are owned by the military. How do we start to engage with the military so that they can start to release those pieces of land. And then the question will be, what is it that you want to build in, the, in those pieces of land? For example, at DEG, we are talking about medium density housing. We are talking about land within uh, social amenities and access to jobs. So what is it? But for me, I'll say in Cape Town, there's still some strategic pieces of land that could be made available for affordable housing in mm-hmm. Cape Town.
That is so true. And uh, the partnering with the city of Cape Town can shorten the housing backlog where emerging contractors can build houses for their own communities. What do you think about this? Okay, I think uh, interestingly, I think uh, in the in the last month, September, there was a research that was done by the city of Cape Town in the Kailita community, whereby we've seen the emergence of what we call a DEG, emerging developers. That means there's entrepreneurs in Kailita and other areas who saw that there's a gap in the market, especially around affordable rental. And those emerging developers are working closely with the emerging construction companies to build the rental stock. And the city of Cape Town can come on board now to say, look, this is the market that, as the city of Cape Town, we need to support because these emerging developers are closing a gap that government has failed to close, especially around affordable rental market. Because now people in Kailita and other areas which are playing are no more building shacks at the back of their houses. They are building formal rental stock. And SDEG will support that. And through the CDA, while we are capacitating the emerging construction companies, we are also capacitating emerging developers in terms of the value chain of construction, but also property management. Hmm, that's wonderful. Now, how can, if people want to know more about this, how can people get in touch with you? Okay. I think uh, people, people can be in, in touch with us. I think uh, our office is in Observatory, number 101, but they can also check us on Facebook, uh, DEG, but also DEG website, www.deg.org.za. And our contact number will be 021-448-7886. And no. our email address will be DEG at DEG.org.za. Now, Zama, before I let you go, the awards ceremony that will be taking place this evening, just give us a rundown as to what is expected or what can be expected from this program. Okay. I think uh, today, I think I will be sharing uh, the objectives of the CBA in terms of what is it that we do. Yes, there's the training program, but there's other programs that we do within the CDA. I'll be leading on that. Then our guest speaker today is Kosheng, uh, is uh, a company called Kosheng Quality Projects. It's a male-owned construction company from Kailita. I personally started to work with him back in 2011. Up until 2015, we continue to work with him today. He is CITP grading four. He has got more than 15 people that he's employing. He is our guest speaker today, so that he can start to share his own journey in terms of how did he manage to move his company from CITP grading 1 to CITP grading 4. And then from there, one of the trainees, I think I will be sharing her own journey in terms of a visual training program. It's a first of its kind at DEG. Normally we'll do one uh, sit in workshops, but due to the lockdown situations, we had to do a visual program. So I think uh, those are the highlights of today's, uh, and then the certificates will be given. Our board members are going to be there, and other industry players will be part of the ceremony. Mm. Uh, Is this the first of its kind at DEG, uh, Zama? 
This is uh, the second ceremony that you are doing. I think at the very first one we did it in 2018. Hmm. And this is the second one. I think for me, the exciting part about this is we did it virtually, but also now we're saying these guys are ready now to interact with the industry. They are ready now to work. They are ready to interact with material suppliers. To interact with private sector players and also assist government in terms of contributions to the human settlement implementation. If contractors want to join your training program, how can they go about doing so, Zama? The contractors can, uh, I think, uh, we will, uh, they can contact us directly. I think of IRC.org.za or Zama.org.za. But I think the person also that they can also talk to is Toma, who's our coordinator, and someone who's passionate, who's young, who has been a contractor himself. So we've got a pool of uh, facilitators within DEC, but for me, DEC at DEC.org.za or else visit our website, visit our Facebook page, and then we can we'll make contact. Thank you so much, Zama, for speaking to us about this uh, contract award ceremony as well as informing us what DEC is all about. I wish you everything of the best for this evening. Go well. Goodbye for now. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. That day, the voice of Zama Program Manager at Development Action Group, also known as DAG. For now, we break for ads, and when we come back, we'll continue with the program. Stay tuned. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo.